Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It's another girl chat. I need to talk to you guys because I am going crazy, 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 crazy. Kind of not really, but sort of. We got snow again. This is April 24th. At the time of this recording, this will upload on the 26th of April. But last week, we got more snow. It's still kind of cold around here and I am starting to feel a little bit, a lot of bit of spring fever and like I need to get out of the house because literally since I've gotten back from my little girls weekend, I was getting caught up with things and then, you know, just the day-to-day working from home, I am also preparing for a vacation with my husband. So I'm trying to get ahead of the game with projects with the Feminine Edge Collective, with here, the Living in Sync podcast, and my podcast production clients that I have. So I've been home a lot. And then this weekend, my youngest had such a brutal cough again. It was literally making me wonder what's going on. And I was reflecting on through the months how many times has this this kid been sick? How many times has he caught in something? Is there something going on? Is it environmental? Is there mold in the house? Is there whatever it was? It caused a spiral. And then I had to get in touch with some of my mom friends. Some of them have kids that go to the same daycare as mine. Some that just are older and go to school. And I remember with my oldest being around four or five-ish years old, he would always catch especially like the chronic cough type of thing over and over again too so I really I settled my nervous system from spiraling thinking about things but also yesterday when my youngest and I stayed home from going to an event that was for my oldest wrestling like little end of the year celebration where all the kids were going to be swimming and then of course other adult interaction would be going on I was home with our four-year-old and I was kind of salty about it and I was like I need to get out of this house but then here we are Monday morning I have projects and things to get done so what is my best option talking to you So if you're not ready for a BFF chat that bounces all over the place, you might not want to listen to this episode because that's what these girl chat episodes are all about. Monday's episode was fire. If you didn't listen to it, or it's Tuesdays. No, it's coming out next week. So Tuesday's episode coming up is about hating tracking your food intake. And if you are somebody who hates the idea of tracking food, it causes a response within you that's like, oh my gosh, I did that once and it was miserable. It was awful. I do want to encourage you to listen to Tuesday's episode because it is going to maybe bring you hindsight, maybe bring you insight. I'm not going to try to convince you to start tracking everything that you are eating, but it is so good and thought-provoking and I thoroughly enjoyed sharing all of the information in there with you. So today's girl chat, like I said and always do, I have a lot to talk about. What phase of your cycle are you in right now? At the time of this recording, I am nearly ending ovulation and rolling into early luteal. And you guys, this month, maybe it probably had a lot to do with It probably had a lot to do with not leaving the house in the last 
weeks, I have felt a little ragey and cranky and snippy and snappy. And with the what's going on in ovulation, estrogen and testosterone are rising. And so if you feel like around ovulation, you aren't frolicky like Snow White in the woods with the rose-colored glasses on and you feel a little bit more agitated and irritated, that could be a sign of something going on with testosterone. But also, with higher levels of testosterone, sometimes we can kind of just feel that way. And some of the best ways to work with that is by doing some of those masculine energy type of things, doing the more intense workouts, getting ish done, you know, like getting things initiated and started can be a really great way to use that type of energy. For me, it's always about being social and I have just been in this house so dang much but when my husband and I go on our trip it'll be fun we'll be a mix of just quality time with him but also social time and it's gonna be good and I'm gonna get through it but I'm just saying it right now I'm a little cranky ish kind of I'm kind of in a weird goofy mood because it's spring fever to the max and I have something I need to hear from you from I know sometimes you listen to me and I ask you a question and you respond in your head but this time I really need you to come into my dms you're gonna be hearing and seeing a lot of podcasters going on to youtube and I need to know what your relationship is like with youtube Do you feel like if a podcast is on YouTube, you are more likely to watch it than listen to it? I'm going to tell you my personal opinions about this, but YouTube now is really wanting podcasters to come on to their platform. And here's a straight talk, really thinking out loud type of response that I'm having to this. Well, obviously, obviously YouTube wants podcasters to come onto YouTube because it's long form content. People who listen to podcasts usually start and finish an entire podcast. The percentage of people who finish a podcast is extremely high compared to people who watch like an Instagram live or a Facebook live all the way through. When was the last time you watched an Instagram live from start to finish? I want to know. Me, answer is never. But obviously, obviously, YouTube wants podcasters to come on to YouTube because it's long form content. And what does YouTube do to make money? They put ads on videos. And it is kind of a smart move for podcasters who are already incorporating video because you can monetize then. You can earn Once you've hit the qualifications that are large enough, you can start monetizing your videos. So you can't really monetize here on podcasts quite yet, but it makes sense as to why YouTube is seeing, oh my gosh, podcasts are long form content. We should get podcasters to pop over here. But you guys straight up right now, I have a watered down iced coffee to my right. I am literally in sweatpants. I'm getting my hair done tomorrow. So I have greasy, messy, tangly hair. And that's the thing I love about podcasting is I can show up here 
as is and we can talk and we can connect and there isn't the distracting thing of like oh is she playing with her hair is this that the other thing you guys can be also mindlessly listening to this while doing other things you know pop a ear button listen while you're driving whatever it is I can be right there with you whereas with YouTube yeah it can be like playing in the background but I feel like that's just different And I think you will see a lot of podcasters go to YouTube for a while. And then when it's just not as fun, it's not as easy, it's not as free, you'll either see them stop podcasting altogether because they won't feel like it's worth it, or it'll be straight back to audio. My personal plan as of right now for the Living in Sync podcast, I had the thought to put my girl chats onto YouTube And then when I went to hit record today, I was like, no, I just want the mic. Like, I just want to be here with you and me and the mic talking to you. And so obviously this, this one's not going out on YouTube, but a lot of times with my girl chats, I sit and think about things that I want to show you. A lot of it is like products type of things. So maybe, maybe, but I know before I had kids I was a YouTube girly. I used to watch YouTube makeup things all the time, watch like the YouTube mukbangs or whatever those are called, mukbangs, whatever those eating videos are called. But right now, being a mom of two, I do not have time or the capacity for watching YouTube. So then there's like, okay, well, if my people are watching YouTube, then I'll go there. But If you guys are like, no, absolutely not, not a YouTube person, you need to tell me. Okay. So I know I said this before and I say it all the time, come tell me in my Instagram DMs, but girl, I really need you to tell me about what you think of YouTube. Do you spend time on it? Would you listen to a podcast on it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of podcasters go there, but it it makes sense as to why YouTube is wanting podcasters to go there and they're telling you know, online marketing and a lot of people to put their stuff on YouTube because they want people on their platform, right? And they know the people that they're telling this to have high influence. So if so-and-so says you should be putting your podcast on YouTube, most people are going to be like, yep, I do need to put my podcast on YouTube. But me, I'm like, I'm going to sit with this for a while. I'm going to see how this goes. I have a couple podcast clients that want to do this and some that are like, "Eh, absolutely not. And I think it's an individual type of thing. You guys, we brought our kids to the Mario movie and it was one of those days where you're like, this is what I have been waiting for in parenthood. This is what I have been waiting for because on the day that we took our kids to the Mario movie, we woke up, we kind of had a lax, chill morning. We were just kind of hanging out as a family and then we wanted to go to this like indoor playground for a little bit, let the kids play before we go sit and watch a movie. It ended up being closed, but that's here, no there. It would have been really perfect if that would have been opened. And we then went out to lunch. So we kind of had a little bit more time to waste at lunch until the movie. But we had one of those lunches where it's like our kids ate their food. We had a great time at lunch together. Then we went to the movie theater. We watched a movie. 
both kids stayed for the whole movie. They had their snack. They had their drink. We had a great time. They both really enjoyed the movie. Nobody threw a fit. Nobody threw a tantrum. We left the movie theater. We had a great time. We had a chill evening at home and put the kids to bed. And I literally was like, this is what my parenting dreams were made of. Moments like this because we were not revolved around is somebody going to have a potty accident? Do we need to work around a nap time? Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) And, you know, to my friends, I know in motherhood, there's so many times where it's like a just wait. You know, I know there's going to be tough seasons with parenting and with every different stages with kids, there's different challenges. I feel like I can breathe that now that we're out of the toddler and infant and newborn years I don't know it was before I became a mom I thought for sure the infant toddler phase was going to be my favorite and I was going to be thriving and when my kids would get older I'd be like oh I'm so sad I wish they were tiny babies again but no I am telling a lot of my friends who have infants and toddlers like it gets so much easier it gets so much easier because you can be like oh, mom's going to go take a shower quick and I can go take a shower and nobody, like the house stays, like they're pretty good. They're pretty good for me to leave them unattended for that duration of time for a little while. You know what I'm saying? And it has been getting easier. We're in an easier stage of parenting and that feels really good. It was really fun. I'm celebrating all of those moments where I'm like, this is, I love that they're older. Um, you know, my kids are, they're halves. So they're six and a half and four and a half. And if you call them six and four, they will correct you. Okay. So six and a half and four and a half gray ages. What do you guys, are your kids that old yet? If they aren't, I'm telling you, this is a great age. And then if you have kids these ages as well, do you, do you also feel me on this? But also I know because I I've had tough stages in motherhood where I've seen other friends struggle or thrive while I struggle and then vice versa. Me thrive while they are going through struggling. And here we are. We all need to support each other and be like, hey, sis, you're doing a great job. And even though this isn't an easy season of motherhood for you, you're killing it and you're doing your best and you're a really great mom. And the fact that you care so much about doing a great job means that you're a great mom and you're a great mom and we all mess up. We all make mistakes in motherhood. We all have to, you know, go to our kids and ask for forgiveness when we have had our own like mental just blowout, right? We all, that happens to all of us and you're doing a really, really great job. And if this is a tough season of motherhood, you're going to get through this. You're going to get through this and your kids are going to know that they're they're very loved. They're very loved. So that's my little mom pep talk for you. Kids loved the Super Mario Brothers movie. I thought it was great. It was just a great, wholesome kids movie. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And then, oh, I'm getting a phone call from spam numbers. You guys get phone calls from spam numbers all the time too. Mm-hmm, we all do. See, another thing, just like in motherhood, we all do. Anyways, um, I bought off of Amazon the Super Mario Brothers. I believe it's called like Blow Up Shaky Tower, but it's a little game that has the Mario figurines and my boys have really loved it. 
my kids haven't been huge into board games, but this one has been a very good beginner game for us to do together because all you do is roll a dice, put the characters on the thing, and then once the ball falls off, you start over. So it's a very simple a very simple concept. Sometimes as a parent, you're like, am, am I really going to play this again? We've played it a hundred million times. It's really not that interesting, but the kids really like it. So I will link that. I got it off of Amazon. And then the other thing that I, so this game is around $15, which I think it is such a great price point if your kids are school age and like getting invited to birthday parties. So I have had one go-to birthday party gift for kids and that is the Stomp Rockets. We got gifted the Stomp Rockets and it was so fun. They're just literally these rockets, the kids stomp on them and then they shoot up in the air. It's an outside toy, right? Because it shoots pretty high into the air. And my kids when Bryce was three, he started getting into the stomp rocket, stomp rocket, and he would shoot it into the air and then he'd have to run and go get it and come back. And he'd shoot off probably like four or six at a time and then go get them and then come back. So it was a really great, like mom could sit and enjoy herself while the kids kind of did this and got some energy out. So for birthday parties, we have always done the stomp rockets, but I think I'm going to order a couple extra of these Mario shaky towers because I think it would also be a really great gift for a birthday party, right? Because kids get so many different toys and things for Christmas and birthdays and every single holiday under the sun. But those two things, I feel like they don't take up a lot of room. You tend to want to keep the pieces together, which can be a task in and of itself because my four-year-old has already clung to the Mario and Luigi little figurines and carries them all around the house and they've gotten lost a time or two but we have recovered them in case you were wondering but two and that's is that more boy toys I think any kid would enjoy the stomp rocket and if your girls like the um, Mario movie to the shaky tower two really great gift ideas maybe when you order one of each for your kids maybe order two. And then that way, if you ever get invited to like a neighborhood birthday party or a last minute birthday party, or you just last minute forgot to get a present for a friend's child, you can just send that off. And I think it's a really great price point and the kids really do love it without it just being like another toy that comes into the house. Anyways, moving on, I have two new cookbooks that I really like that I wanted to recommend to you guys. One is called Mostly Veggies and I am going to be speaking with Brittany Mullins, the author. She has the blog Eating Bird Food. I'm bringing her onto the podcast and I just wanted to highlight that cookbook and you guys knowing like I have gone through it there are so many recipes that I have um, taken note of to get the groceries for to make I'm going to bring her on the podcast and we are going to be doing a giveaway of her cookbook on her episode so that will be coming out mid-May 
And the other one is called Meals She Eats. And if you don't follow Tom and Rachel Sullivan on TikTok, you need to. Like their account is just so cute. And how this book came about, Meals She Eats, was when Rachel got diagnosed with PCOS, Tom, her husband, started making foods that would help and support her hormones and so this is just a really really cute book they've also gone viral over their adopting of their college kid kevin you'll have to go to their tiktok to check it out but i haven't read through the meals she eats but if you have pcos you're gonna love this book because it is so informational, um, very basic, and very much like what I teach in the Feminine Edge Collective. But there are great recipes in here as well that are supportive for your different phases of your cycle. So I wanted to talk about those. Would love to have Rachel on the podcast. I think we would have such a great conversation, but we are bringing on Brittany and I think you guys are going to love hearing our conversation and how we go way, way back. Brittany and I do. It's kind of crazy. And I'm so excited for her to come on the podcast. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about, and this will be a hot rant. The last thing I wanted to talk about was a documentary series I watched on Netflix called How to Get Rich. And I don't even remember the guy who was the main man in the documentary, but he talks to people and looks at their finances and asks them the question of like, what is your rich life? And positive feedback on the documentary, very well done. I think it was really great how he took different people from all walks of life, different levels of income, and pairs the money mindset of people along with looking at what's going on in your finances. Because I know there are so many money manifestation and money advice things out there on social media, but Sometimes you've got to get intimate with those numbers and look at the realistic way to uh, like not just hide your finances. So many people in the documentary talked about like not even wanting to look at the bills coming in and they were there was a household that had very good income. And I think that was another insightful thing is like whether people made a lot of money or a little money or people who are drowning in debt or people who had no debt, some of those money mentality things carried on and whatever level of income they had didn't matter. Like there was one couple where it was a younger couple, two kids and great income just from the woman. And so it was the woman being the breadwinner and her husband stayed at home with the kids you know, you'd think like, oh, this is a girl who's making multiple six figures and, you know, had this really large bonus come to her. She's, she can't be worried about her bills, but she had a stack of bills and the guy, I want to call him Ramit. It's, if that's not his name, I apologize, but they went through it together and he's like, let's just face it. And then there were other people who had that same thing where they weren't making a lot of money and they just avoided 
bills and they had different expenses where it was like it doesn't make sense for you to keep this expense like you're holding on to this and he gave that money mindset mentality of it paired with actually looking at people's finances and I think it was really well done here's where I had a tiny bit of beef with it and when I say beef you guys know I stand in middle ground when it comes to a lot of things. I can see both perspectives of things quite easily in a lot of things, right? And the segments of the show that really kind of got under my skin a little bit was when he was talking about MLM. And I mean, when I said I was watching this, everybody was like, what do you think of episode six? Everybody, one person was like, what did you think of episode six? And that is when he is working with influencers and somebody who is in a network marketing company. And with the influencers, he was very much like respectable and hyping them up for their business. And I'm using air quotes for their business. But with the girl who was doing a network marketing company, he really was like, you've got to stop this. You got to quit with the get rich quick schemes and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, I am coming from this from a neutral standpoint, right? Because I have been in network marketing for over a decade. It has provided an income stream for my family for over a decade. I still love and support aspects of that business for over a decade, right? I do and have lived through the wave of the girl boss and I even participated in the wave of the girl boss where the business aspect was getting promoted like a golden nugget. Like it was the the end all be all to the type of career a woman should have. And now being in neutral territory, I'm like, okay, I, I totally understand network marketing is not for everybody. But when somebody is aligned with a product and they are using it and they are loving it and there is that opportunity to, to share it authentically, it's aligned. For me, when it comes to the at-home workouts, I do them. I would do them regardless of if I was a coach or not. And so it makes sense. Energize. You guys, I should, it's probably a problem how much I drink Energize, but I absolutely love the way I feel when I drink Energize. I drink Shakeology. I love Recover. Like there are aspects of it that I genuinely love. And if there is a partnership program, it makes sense for me to become involved with it. Same with somebody who's really passionate about Monet's hair products or Young Living's oils or whatever other business. But do I believe it's for everybody? No, no. I don't believe network marketing is for everybody. Do I believe it's a scheme and a scam? No, I don't. Can there be schemy and scammy things done within various companies? Yes, there can be, right? But the way that he was so harsh on the woman who was in network marketing when there were the influencers and he was just so admirable and seemingly respectable to them when I'm like, their income is more risky than what network marketing is because I have people within my network marketing organization who have not touched their business 
in a long duration of time that are still making residual commissions off of what they did in the past. And like a lot of that has to do with like ongoing support, right? But they haven't brought on new people and they're still caring for their business in the way that um, the rules and regulations are for the company and they're still getting paychecks. When somebody is an influencer, there's a lot of things that could be going on and sneaky things with contracts. So for example, if you're on TikTok, you probably see so many influencers on um, promoting Bloom, the greens. I'm not going to speak to that product exactly, but you see a lot of influencers with Bloom greens in their TikTok videos. Well, if Bloom gets to the point where they're, they could cut off an influencer at any time. There's times where influencers make an extreme amount of money, and then there's times where it's very, very low. And, you know, there's even times in what I don't think a lot of like influencers, influencers or people who make money online talk about is if somebody is saying online, like, I made $20,000 this month, that doesn't paint the whole picture of what's going on. And I want you guys to know that. Like, if somebody's like, I made $20,000 in a month, you don't know, like, well, what was the last six months like in your business? What what will the next six months like be in your business? They also have to pay taxes. If they are somebody who um, does not have health insurance through a a job, like self-employed health insurance is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I already said taxes, but taxes comes in and takes, depending on where you live, takes a range of that. Various operating expenses. You know, it wasn't until recently when I was really thinking about the various companies that are around me locally. I'm like, they don't go around saying like, like the CEO doesn't go around saying, I made this much in the company, right? There's so many other moving parts because there's expenses, there's costs, like there's a lot going on. And while I also sit on the fence of like, I prefer what I'm doing compared to doing anything else, right? It's worth it to me. I just don't think a lot of people realize the back end of things that goes on. And for some, they'd be like, that's not worth it to me. I would rather da 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 da, right? And I just, during that episode, I was like, you're coming down so hard on this network marketing gal. And she was making a good, sizable income in her business. Now, with that, even with that business income that they talked about, you don't know, like, that's not necessarily exactly what she's paying herself, right? So right now with my businesses, because I have three various streams of income, for me, whether there's high months or low months in my various businesses, that gets put into a business account. And then bi-weekly, I pay myself, okay? So I basically 
just have myself as an well I'm the owner but I pay myself bi-weekly so whether the business goes up or whether the business goes down I don't necessarily have that anymore didn't used to be like this I had to do a lot of mindset work around this my friends but whether it went up or whether it goes down I don't like internalize it like I used to it just it is what it is. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And I am still generating enough income for me to pay myself, keep me in the line of work that I am. I enjoy it fully. I sit down and get my work done. And then there's times where I can make different investments in my business. And I'm not seeing like a big huge peak in business month as an opportunity for me to go spend 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 on whatever spending you know I live a very we live a very wonderful life by no means am I striving for over the topness right and right now with the kids the age that they are and the things that come with motherhood and taking care of our home it's a beautiful balance that I have with my business and my MLM and with my podcast production and with the feminine edge collective and my like cycle my cycle coaching type of stuff things are going well and I'm grateful in every aspect and element of that and I thank all of you who support me in any type of way, even if that means leaving a rating and review for the podcast, like that's absolutely free. And I appreciate it so, 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 so much. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is when influencers or people, they're going to share their highs, right? I think a lot of people share their lows. A lot of the people that I follow share their lows. They share the nitty gritty as well. Um, I think more of what I'm saying is when you get a piece of information and if it's something like somebody shared, oh, I made $20,000 in my business last month, don't let your brain fill in the gaps, you know, where your brain is just like, oh my gosh, they're probably doing so much better than me financially and I only make this much and da 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 da. Instead of allowing your brain to twist in that way, just sit and remember like we're all humans. We don't know the nitty gritty of like everybody's life and just stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. And it's okay if you don't have a side hustle. It's okay if you do have a side hustle. Just I think we talked about, I talked about this on the intentionally busy episode where I just was like, live, live your life literally how you want to live it. If you want to be out and about doing all of the sports and have your kids and all of the activities, have your back in that decision. If you're like, I just want us to be home all the time and live in the woods and talk to nobody, you live your best life, right? Like you live life how it feels best aligned for you and then have your back on that decision, right? And by going on to social media, it can be a really, really sticky spot to be in because people only share with you, you know, if you think of, every aspect of their life, like the alphabet, they only show you like 
four to five letters out of their life. There's so many other letters in the alphabet, right? And so you don't know the aspects of everybody's life based off of what they are sharing. Because I can even recall, you know, when Bryce was first born, I was trying so hard on social media to, I did share motherhood had its challenges, but I, I was not sharing really what was going on in that first year of life when Bryce was a baby. There have been times where in relationships and in behind the scenes of life, it was harsh and dark, but I wasn't sharing. I wasn't showing that. And I know that maybe could have contributed to people assuming everything was like perfect and or fine, but it wasn't, right? I know I got off on kind of a tangent from the the rich life um, or how to be rich. Is that what the documentary was called? I have it here in my notes, how to get rich. I think what really fired me up a little bit was he saw one thing as evil in compared to others where I'm like, you know, that's, that's the duality of everything, right? There could be time, there could be somebody who goes to their job and just gets laid off at any given moment, right? There could be an influencer who signs a contract and they didn't know that it was an exclusivity contract and they can't, they can't sign on any other sponsorships because they signed signed an exclusivity contract and that caps their income. That caps their income for the duration of what that contract is. And then there's also network marketing where it doesn't work out for a lot of people, but it does work out for a lot of people too. So you don't know if that's going to be your thing unless you go for it right? And, and be smart along the way, whether it's influencing or network marketing or even getting a job at a restaurant waiting tables, right? Like everything will come with risk. Everything will come with positives. Everything will have bumps, but everything that you do will lead you to the next thing, which will lead you to the next thing, which will lead to the next thing, which will be the path and journey of life that you are meant to be on. And I true, I truly believe that. I truly believe that it's not like he came down so hard on the the multi level marketing, the MLM network marketing, whatever you want to call it. He came so down on her, and I was just like, okay, but you're talking to her about scam and being risky when these influencers, yeah, they're maybe riding a roller coaster high right now, but. Where's your advice and wisdom about when, you know, like some of those influencers that you heard about two years ago, you're like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Where'd they go? Are they still creating content? Oh, they're kind of irrelevant now because there's always going to be the next Alex Earl, the next blah, 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 blah. And in given the opportunity, I hope that they are maximizing and being smart with their ride, right? But you just never know. You just never know. And you can't say to somebody like, well, my job is way less riskier than yours. And so-and-so's is way riskier than so-and-so's. Like you can't, you can't really predict that. But do you know what I do know? And this is me being a woman of faith. What I do know is 
God's going to give you the guidance. God's going to lead you, lead you along the way. And if you connect, connect to him and listen and be and ask, he will guide you and you will align with your best path. And when God gives you that decision and God gives you that conviction, have your back, have your back, stay in your lane. And that wraps up this girl chat. Thank you so much for hanging out with me here today. I would love for you to come talk to me on Instagram. First, remember, remember my friend, I asked you about the YouTube situation. What do you think about podcasts going to YouTube? Not just mine. Think of all your other podcasts you listen to. Would you rather watch them on YouTube or like, are we cool here in just the audio only space? Please, 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 please come tell me. Leave a rating and review if you love this podcast. It's so helpful to podcasters if you leave rating and reviews on their shows, especially when you're saying things like, I love this type of episode then we know to make more of that type of episode for you. Share this with a friend and I will talk to you guys next time. Don't forget, Tuesday's episode is for you if you hate the idea of tracking your food or if you've had a terrible experience on keeping a food journal or tracking your food in my my fitness pal. Make sure you listen to Tuesday's episode, my friend. All right. Okay. I'll let you go. Talk to you later. I hope you have a great rest of your day.